Welcome to Data B8 Dollars, a podcast, aka the Black Awareness Rally, a podcast. You could be rocking with anybody else in the world right now. But you are here with us. For that, we do appreciate you. So, man, pleasure alongside my main man, B. What up, Joe? And we welcome all of you guys to the discussion. What is going on, brother? What's going on? Hey, man. It's February 14th. You know what I'm going to get into. Uh oh. No, nah, I don't have anything. What's going down? Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> it's gonna be me in the museum. If I see any females, they're gonna be a statue. So, what museum are you going to? I'm probably go to the High Museum. They got this uh, speaker installation exhibit I really like. So, going there and try to get oh, okay. some photos. And uh, oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, nice, man. Nice. Try to stay out of polo. Try to stay out of polo. That's. My- that's my side piece right there. Hey, this, I got to sneak and see her whenever I can. This week is 30% off. I already know. I heard. The, uh, I heard. You already been there? Yeah, I've been there. Honestly, man, lately they haven't really been hitting on anything. So I've been um been somewhat disappointed. Um I don't know if I already have everything or what, but <laughs> you ain't you ain't got everything, brother. Like, you I ain't got everything. <laughs> I thought I did too, brother. But I, just, I, saw I just haven't yesterday. found anything. I just, just haven't found anything that's like inspired me to you know uh, slide over that cash you know what i'm saying lately yeah uh i copped carmine sixes yesterday so i was like let me go oh, give okay. me an outfit for the carmine sixes just for the sixes and then, nice uh, did you cop them in person or did you cop them via uh sneaker app apps apps b well it wasn't even an app i take that back i had to go through a regular retail website uh Kind of oh, okay. nervous. They ain't sent me my confirmation email yet, but they took the money out of my account. But uh, oh, okay. They yeah, get how that. crazy is how crazy is the uh, the fact that they take money out your account no longer being confirmation that you had the shoes. <laughs> I don't have to have them like three times to make sure it's there. Right. And they'll be like, "Yo, hey, what happened to the old school way of doing things?" But anyway, first world problems. First world problems. Yes. Um, well, congrats on copping the car mines. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I missed out on them uh, sunburst easy boosts uh, a couple weeks back. That hurt my heart. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I really wanted those. Really wanted those, but I mean, you can't have everything. True. What true, up, Wiley? True, true, true. So, anyway, uh, in the interest of time, you know what I mean? Some of us do have tentative plans to do stuff on this wonderful day. So we'll get right to it. Uh, as y'all can tell, you know, this this just going to be straight up and down, regular degular. Um, it's term, in terms of graphics. So we will apologize if anybody was looking forward to the regular format. You can probably see it in post. I can probably go back and do it all that way. So anyway, let's do it. Um, yes, black awareness rally moments. What we at? What we at? Trying to do it first? Um, I'll uh, I'll jump into it, man. I will 
in the sports moment, I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for bringing the city of Tampa a Super Bowl. And you might be asking, how does that relate to a Black Awareness Rally moment? Yeah, like what does that got to do with Black people? Hold on, hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second, folks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it with the most diverse coaching staff in the history of the NFL. I mean, you have oh. a black assistant head coach. You have a black uh, defensive coordinator, a black offensive coordinator. Oh. And um, not only have they done it with black men, but they've also uh, brought in some, you know, young ladies to be a part of the staff as well. Oh. So, as I said, um, this is definitely a case for a diversity winning out. Um, oh, okay. You know, okay. so that's um, so I want to, you know, celebrate this moment, uh, this historical moment in Tampa Bay with um, announcing that um, they did it with a, with, you know, a, a black coaching staff, uh, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, um, Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, um, that all the names um, escape me right now, but definitely want to give shout outs to those brothers. Byron um, Leftwich, Todd Bowley Bowles. Yes. And, you know, unfortunate, it's, it's unfortunate that all the like other coaching vacancies have been filled because I'm pretty sure these guys would have been candidates um, for head coaching jobs, especially after seeing that uh, magnificent run to the playoffs. Right. But I guess it does mean that they'll be back with us next year. So we could try to run that back. So, okay. But okay. definitely want to give a shout out to those brothers, man. I mean, the city's been, um, you know, very excited over the news. So um, of them winning the Super Bowl. So did want to shed some light on diversity winning out. What's up, man? Uh, speaking of diversity, we uh we had the release of the uh Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, along with that came a, a wonderful soundtrack that I've been working my way through. But uh not gonna do it. I was gonna fanboy out about uh Jay-Z being the best rapper live at 50. <laughs> but I mean it's true. Yeah, he he. What he did on that track, uh, the way it feels with Nipsey Hussle, yes. I just thought it was masterclass and how to kick some booty on the rap lyric and impart some some history and a little wisdom. Granted, it's not as much history and wisdom as Black Thought put on the track before that one, uh, but let's let's be fair. Black Black Thought says he's a walking HBCU, so it's gonna be a little different every time. But uh, yeah. I also want to shout out. You know, the show will be probably centered around the uh, release of the Fred Hampton. It ain't even the biopic. It was just the relationship between Fred Hampton and William O'Neill. So shout out to people actually watching it. Uh, I'm surprised as many people took interest in it. And uh, I'm kind of happy people care enough to at least watch the movie. So um, if you guys are still looking for something to do for Valentine's Day or for you, with, your, with your friends for the weekend, you can check that out. It's on HBO Max. And uh, yeah, yeah. So shout out to that. Hopefully we see some records being broken so that um, we can see more stories, although they might not be perfectly told, we see more stories be told, so. Definitely, I mean, it's, um, I, I don't know, I guess it's, it's you know, mo- they're going to get a majority of their numbers off of stream. So I don't know how they can, you know, track that or, you know, see, you know, what, what those numbers looking like, but hopefully they're able to, there's some way they can quantify the, 
um, number of people who have watched it and the impact that it's making. Hopefully it could be quantified and put a dollar amount behind it so that um, these films can continue to get traction and um, and see how well they are received. So true, true, true. All right, we'll go next. Um, I want to, for my community moment, I want to give a shout out to uh, Morehouse College. Um, and they are starting a program to where they are going to offer um, online, of course, a program for black men who have college credits but do not have college degrees. Um, and that seems to be, I guess, you know, in their, in their numbers, they figured out there was a lot of men, you know, who started, you know, college, whether it be, you know, online or in person or whatever. But quite haven't quite finished um, to some point, and so they are trying to, um, you know, throw those brothers a lifeline so they could, you know, finish up what they started in a um, in a good way. So give a shout out to Morehouse College, um, always being on the forefront of making things happen for uh, young progressive black men, and uh, that is my community moment of the week for community. Yeah, hmm. community. Yeah, anything for community. You know what? This might be a little old, but for some reason, Malcolm and Marie, the uh, Netflix film, had a lot of people chirping uh, on the internet this week, and uh, it even found its way into my text messages. So um, shout out to the community for supporting the Malcolm and Marie film, but also shout out to the community for having the very, very, very necessary conversations that that movie uh, sparked because it was pretty heavy, man. Uh, it's about a young couple trying to celebrate a uh, momentous occasion in their, in one of the members' relationship and all the ways that that can manifest in real life. So um, I know a lot of people were, were having discussions about, you know, what's it mean to be in love? What's it mean to have disagreements? What's it mean... How do you have to have, you know, are there appropriate ways to have a disagreement in a relationship? And uh, with this being Valentine's Day weekend, I thought that was timely because it means people are concentrating on how to have the healthiest black love possible. And uh, again, in line with my black futurist ideals, you can't have a black future if you ain't got no black people. You can't have no black people if you ain't got black love. And you can't have black love, you can't communicate. So uh, shout out to people taking interest in the Malcolm and Marie story. Hopefully yeah, that, I have uh, it. that turns into some meaningful dialogue and therapy for everybody. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's definitely on my list uh, for Netflix, but um, you know, it, it popped up, uh, you know, as something that they thought I would be interested in uh, mm. based on past watches. So. I definitely added it to the list to watch, um, but haven't had a chance to. So it's going to be painful. You haven't hopefully you haven't spoiled it too much for me. Nope, I haven't. But it's, it's going to be painful. <laughs> uh, I watched the trailer and it, it seems intense. So, yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, I had ended up having like, I want to say three conversations with three different people about. I just I just couldn't believe what was happening in the film. And I know. uh the only reason I, I was as surprised as I was is because so many people were saying that, you know, it made them have flashbacks. And I was like, yo, this is, is this what people really go through? I was like, oh God, 
So uh, I don't know if you want to watch that today, Playboy, but <laughs> uh, it's just just be be careful, man. It's beautifully shot, though. It's it's very pretty. Uh, I think the actors did a great job, and the scenery is it's only one spot. Let me give you a heads up. It's in one location. It's at a house. It never leaves the house. Yeah. So it's technically a stage play as far as I'm concerned. So uh is it all black and white? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw that in the trailer. I saw I noticed the they never left the house and then it was black and white. So yo, can you believe that there was this huge fallout because people thought John David Washington was too old? to play the love interest or boyfriend of Zendaya. Oh, wow. Before the film came out. I mean, and then that was Big Mad. Like, both of them had to release a statement. I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's art, people. Like, let and Zendaya's a grown lady. She's grown. I think, I think it's the Disney thing. I think once you're on Disney, people never see you as anything more than... Um, like uh like that they they're like they typecast you as part of disney because when i when she went from disney channel to uh euphoria i was like wow wow that's, that's drastic <laughs> you, know you didn't you didn't look at any other stuff in between it <laughs> no, like, <laughs> i was like you go from disney channel to <laughs> to a crackhead like <laughs> hey hold on hold on, hold on. she's no crackhead player look at that my dog duh you watch you you actually watched Euphoria? Yeah, all the way through, all the way through. Yeah, it was uh, uh, like once I watched saw the first, I like I I was captivated. So that nigga shed real tears though. Like yo, this is so sad. I'm like yo, is yeah, this man. really what people be? No, what, what did did we just miss out on a lot of life? What what was happening? Could you understand? Not you know not relate, but you know we was coming up. We just had weed and alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we skipped the the, the crack era, heroin. And then heroin came right back with opioids. But was that a thing you saw in Orlando? It wasn't a thing that I, the circles that I was in, it wasn't a thing. Um, being being married to somebody who's education. She's seeing it? From her perspective, she didn't watch the show, but oh, from, okay. her conver- from conversations with her, like that's not, too out of whack for what kids experience these days. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's every kid. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's certainly but, not that, but. but you, you, you hear stories and it's like, it's definitely something that, you know, happens at every school. Though. Listen, there, there are secular kids who are involved in things like that at every school. So. I just, and that's, I, and that's kind of, and, and that, that doesn't have anything to do with your, um, the demographics either it doesn't have anything to do with the mm-mm, demographics of the school either. i just it's something I that happens at all income level everywhere at all, and i'm just all like races, what everything am so. i missing yo like between those two movies she i mean the works of art she was in i was just like am i not living am i not am i missing large segments of human experience i mean i heard that the opioid thing was pretty bad but you know that was kind of gut-wrenching bro um how long did it take you to realize that her love interest was not a girl? Oh, she was uh trans. I yes. think I I, I uh 
I don't know. I think I looked it up or whatever. I think you know. I'm yeah, that was the only way I knew. Under the Google search or whatever. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't so. tell. That, that scared but me. Throughout like, the show, oh, they kind of revealed that a little bit, though. Yeah, but you know, you was probably like me on episode like three when you decided to look up who the heck <laughs> these people yeah. were, yeah, and they were so. like. It's a trans activist. I was like, excuse me, say what? Excuse me, huh? What? Yeah. That was a that was a boy the whole time. So yeah, so um, I mean, this is layered, man. It, it was it's, it was layered, and it was uh, I mean, it, it was it was a good story. I mean, it was crazy as all outdoors, but it was it was a good story. I, I did not see the they. I think yeah, over the, the two special release, pieces. I did not see those. Um, no, I didn't either. I um, I don't think I was in the emotional state yet because that. That show is so tough and it's so sad. And yeah. it seems especially somebody who's around kids all day. Yeah, I can't, I can't, nah, man. It's 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 a little much. I was like, yeah, this this really what people be out here dealing with me. And then I I don't know why, but sometimes I have a crush on Zendaya. But <laughs> after this Malcolm and Marie joint though, I was like, okay, okay, okay. She's she's putting that stamp on it. She's like, look now, I'm grown. Y'all gonna let me do grown people stuff. <laughs> and uh I don't know, man. You gotta let me know if you think you think it was I guess believable or did it does it feel genuine? What so, as far as what? Well, one, her playing an adult role, you know, like a, a fully grown woman who's you know going through relationship drama with a dude that has never played a teenage kid or any Disney stuff. So yeah, you gotta let me know, man. See what see what you think on that. Cause I know a lot of people uh I think a lot of people felt like it was a, a very real experience. It was a visceral for a lot of people. A lot of people saying, yo, this this too heavy for me to watch. I can't. Then like a lot of people's like, man, based on what y'all saying, I'm not even gonna try to watch it. So um it apparently struck a nerve for a lot of folk. Um, when I was watching, I was like, "Yo, this is really how people deal with each other." Be, Wally, you seen it? Anybody out there seen the Malcolm and Marie joint? <laughs> Let us know what y'all think, man. How how how'd you guys feel watching it? Did you watch it alone? Are you gonna watch it with your significant other? Comments, comments, comments. But anyway, um, speaking of that, yo, uh, let's do the Black Awareness Rally pageant nominees um i have damon brown who's a self-made entrepreneur on a mission to help people use resources that they already have in order to build a life of their dreams um she created melanin moms media to connect women of color to brands and help drive revenue so uh it's like a bridge or if you already got your services up if you already got your skills and you are a sister and a mother, moreover, you know, this is going to try to connect you with organizations and corporations that might want to help you, you know, put a little put a bit more money in your pocket to make your brand grow a little bit. So check that out. Again, it's called Melanin Moms Media. And shout out to the creator, Damon Brown. Yes, giving people the plug. That's what we that's what we all ask for. What's that's the it, plug. Man. Who's the plug? That's it. Somebody give us a shot. That's all we want. Yeah. Want an opportunity. Dopest show. You got I am going to shout out uh, Miss Serena Williams. Um, she is the only reason I watch tennis ever. 
So um, <laughs> I think a lot of so people feel a, the exact same way you do. So give a shout out to her and, um, you know, the greatness that she's been able to accomplish over her life. But she is she's always been sponsored by Nike. But now she is coming out with a line of empowering T-shirts. So this is kind of a um, an homage to both Miss Serena Williams and Nike, mm-hmm. two of my favorite things coming together. And, you know, some of her um, T-shirts are, you know, like Unstoppable Queen, yeah. uh, Greatest Athlete er- Ever with like a female crossed out and um, really some em- empowering stuff. So I like to see um, athletes, you know, with talent kind of take ownership of their brand and really, you know, kind of uh, do a partnership with these large corporations so they can really put their stamp and make an impact on future generations. Um, we've seen LeBron do it. We've seen um, Steph do it over the last few weeks. And now um, it's Miss Serena Williams' chance to really, really, um, I think it's, it's a good marriage. We have big corporations who have, you know, dollars and influence. And you have athletes who are kind of able to, um, you know, build things how they see it. So um, shout out to Miss Serena Williams and Nike for that new line of empowering T-shirts. And hopefully the young ladies um, that are coming up will um, feel inspired and they will continue to um, make progress uh, the way she has. So, Speaking guys. of that campaign line, do you think it's fair to have a debate about Serena Williams being a better athlete, overall athlete than Tom Brady? What's your opinion on that? Not even don't answer the question, but does that even make sense? That debate? I think the the debate you can make is impact. I don't think you're talking about physical athletic attributes. I think you're talking about impact on um, their sport and how they measure up. I mean, it like Serena Williams has come out and said that she cannot beat a lot of men on, you know, on the, on the men's tennis tour. So she's, you know, come out of in, in, you know, made statements like physically she's not trying to compete with men but I think that when you talk about the greatest I think you always you always point to the impact that you make um in your sport and Serena has made a major impact in in her sport so but I mean it's man I I I'm not gonna do it I was gonna say that say something um about you think Serena, Serena win that, that argument based on your, no, I was gonna say, your composition of the question? No, I was going to say that Serena hasn't even um, – she hasn't even won the most majors in the women's tour yet. She's still – that's still something that she's chasing. So I think once she, once she surpasses that, I think she's stuck on 24 right now, and she needs 25 to either tie or surpass that. And once she has that, she'll have her sister? No, uh, more major titles. I'm saying, who who holds that record? I'm shocked that she doesn't have it. Um, I have to look it up, but I uh, but I know that's something that she she's been stuck on 24 since she since she had her um, you know, her her daughter, and it's something that has kind of eluded her over the last couple of years. So. Well, at least say Serena can't throw the pill like Brady, but Brady can't play a game pregnant. So do we negate that with she won a major pregnant? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, just some real interesting 
dynamics so going I, on there. I think, I think it's tough. It's, I, I think it's always tough to compare um, different sports. No, I think it's always tough to compare men and women when it comes to physically what they can do compared to each other. So I think it's um, what have they done against, you know, their contemporaries that are in the sport themselves, and then also the impact that they make on the sport. In the foot race, I would put my money on Serena Williams against Tom Brady. That's just my two cents. <laughs> but uh, no, it's I don't know how people can have those conversations. They are definitely difficult to have. Um, it would probably take a master class on making parameters to even have that debate. Um, see, Exuberant B was responding to our call for people to let us know what they thought about the Malcolm and Marie piece. Um, she dropped two comments. I think the movie was believable. It mimicked a realistic relationship. We got a chance to see a blend of confidence and insecurities in a romantic relationship. Oh, man, if that's what you call insecurities. Jesus Christ, I'm glad I've never been in a relationship because that that kind of was it was tough, man. It, it was really tough. If that's how people's insecurities manifest, Lord Jesus. Um, it was hard to take the movie serious uh-oh, because I can't remove Zendaya from my mind of being a Disney character. And I don't think John David Washington is a good, you don't think he's a good actor? Wait, you didn't think John David Washington did a good job? Yo, do you think John David Washington, he's not as good as his dad, to be fair. Yeah, the bar is pretty high for him. But um, what I've seen him in, I mean, I think he's done well. So, I mean, I I, I can't, I don't think he's a bad actor, but. Well, wait, listen, this episode obviously gonna be about movies. Yeah. Dang, Tom Brady, Drew, I think Tom Brady would dust Serena Williams in the foot race. I don't know. Is that, is that like misogynist to say that? <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I don't know, man. Yeah. That, and be... she's, she's chasing Steffi, Serena Williams is chasing uh, Steffi Groff, who currently holds the record for Grand Slams. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Hold uh, on. Get this laptop situated. But yeah, uh, nah, man. Dang, she said she didn't think John David Washington's a good actor. I don't think he's up there with his dad, but I, I think he's serviceable. Um, I will tell you that brother did yell a lot in the movie. Anybody? Did anybody else see that? Drew, Drew says Zendaya grown. He ain't watched Disney. Listen, I ain't watched yeah. Disney either. I knew who she was. She was undeniably famous. Because I don't have kids, man. Uh, listen. Zendaya was. I was teach on kids, the, and none of the kids channel, ever requested so. to see Zendaya. Yeah, anybody ever, none of the kids ever requested to see her. I ain't never had a kid be like, oh, Mr. Jones, can we watch that Zendaya show? Bear with us, folks. It, it, it looks like we lost B for a brief moment. So I don't know what's going on. We got technical difficulties going on, but thank you guys for rocking with us. And we will try to get him back on the show momentarily. And as I was saying, B doesn't have kids. So B never watched the Disney Channel. I have kids. They watch the Disney Channel all the time. Disney Channel is known for showing the same four shows over and over and over again. So um, the show that Zendaya was on, 
was constantly on repeat. So it was the show that she was on was Casey Undercover. So that is the show that she was on and it was constantly on repeat. So as I said, with B not having kids, of course he did not see uh, Zendaya. But as I said, I think in Euphoria, she made a big jump from and definitely put to bed all of this Disney character stuff. And as I said, I haven't seen the new movie, uh, Mark and Marie, but once I check it out, we will definitely probably dedicate a show to breaking that down. Um, one from perspective of a married person myself, and also from B's perspective of being single and navigating the, um, you know, relationships of being single in this day and time. So, as I said, thank you guys for rocking with us. B is his computer died. He sent me a message. So, right now, I am rocking solo. But I did want to give everybody a shout out on this is being recorded on valentine's day so we did want to give everybody a shout out um to valentine's day to you know the people that we love and to all of your loved ones we want to wish you guys a happy valentine's day hopefully you guys enjoy your day hopefully this is a great part of your day as well for the people that are rocking with us live and um, to the people who are listening to us at a later date and replying to some of the comments, uh, a lot of people seem to be feeling the same way about Zendaya as I do, to where we saw her on the Disney film. I don't know what it is about Disney films, but I think some people feel typecasted when they are in Disney films. And so that way, when they see characters in another light, it is a bit of a culture shock to them. And especially to go from one extreme all the way to the other. So looks like B is back joining us. What's up, B? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I can hear you. I don't know yeah. if the world can hear you. But let me chat. Let me see what the world is saying. World, can you hear me, world? World. I don't know. We'll see. Well, go ahead. What what happened? What I missed? What I missed? No, it was a couple of people in the chat that were saying that, you know, probably people who, who have young children that sings and they uh uh a, apart from Disney movies is a bit of a, a shock because, you know, they've, they've been used to seeing her in one light and to see her play um, more adult or grown up roles is a, a bit of a shock to the system. So that's what some of the fine, uh, fine folks in the, in the chat are saying. Is she getting money though? What, I, thought, I thought it was all about getting money. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's any, I don't think is it's it a knock on her. I think it's more so our perception. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's, a knock on her saying, oh, you can't do that, uh, Zendaya. I think it's just us that, you know, we just have to adjust our, we got our minds. To, yeah, we, yeah, we have to grow. So, yeah. I get you. I get you. Because, uh, well, that's saw in the movie. I don't mind. I really didn't mind. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You ever seen the Calvin Klein commercial? It looked like a Calvin Klein commercial. Oh, I got you. I just, I just leave it at that. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry for the hiccups. Oh, no worries. Sorry for the hiccups. But yeah, uh, yeah. Who knew, man? Who, who knew she could, she could put it down like that? Though she, uh, definitely got the skills. So, you know, let her, let her get the opportunities. I, I certainly support her doing whatever she want to do. She, she put the work in. Uh, people love her, so. 
keep it moving. Definitely a talented young lady. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what we got going on with the uh this week we were supposed to be talking about um other acting, other actors, um, other acting projects that were just as controversial or I guess popular to talk about. Uh Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna let you lead the charge on this. What you, what you got? What 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 stood out to you after having saw the movie? Um, this is kind of just a general statement, but I think it's important for um us to be able to tell our own stories at, at some point and not, you know, go off the media propaganda or go off of what people decide to put in history books, but tell the story from our perspective and, you know, how we view things and, and how things went down, because it definitely, the movie kind of, you know, definitely shifted, you know, my view of the Black Panther Party. And it wasn't just this, um, you know, militant, unorganized group of people, but it was really, you know, organized and, and, their intentions, you know, some of the intentions that were um, shown in the movie were some of the things that, you know, you never heard about. Because like I said, in general, just it just showed me, hey, you know, it's important for us to be able to tell our own stories. And um, I'm grateful for, you know, people giving us a platform and giving us the resources um, to be able to, to, uh, to do that. So, but it was definitely an eye opener. And, um, you know, a, a history lesson that you wouldn't have gotten too many other places. So, something new you learn. Like, I made it an eye opener for you. Something new that I learned. Um, that they recruited other groups. I did not know that. You know, I I did not know about you know when they went to the to the Confederate meeting. Um, you know, they recruited them after the. Uh, you know, the funeral of a Puerto Rican um, person, you know, that was uh, slain by an officer and they kind of recruited them to become a part of the organization as well. So I did not know about the recruitment effort and trying to get, um, you know, the organization, you know, to get, um, I'm trying to look, I, I took a few notes, but I'm trying to get, uh, you know, the, he said all marginalized um, people will be a part of the rainbow coalition of oppressed, of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Um, that's how he um, announced it um, when he was when he bought the other groups a part of you know he bought in Puerto Ricans he bought in poor Confederates and of course um, blacks and he was trying to recruit you know gangs because he saw that they already had um, you know a strong force in the communities so just trying to bring everybody else into the umbrella was something that was kind of eye opening to me. Mm. Was Fred Hampton played by what? Did Daniel Kaluuya convince you of Fred Hampton? I know it was anybody that probably again missed it. Fred Hampton's pledge color. <laughs> he was pledged complexion. And um, again, that, that was one of the things that people talked about quite a bit before the movie was released. And lots of people were concerned. Uh, lots of people were like, why we keep getting British actors to tell black stories? Um, similar to the argument people had with David Oyelowo playing Martin Luther King in Selma. 
people just tired of seeing the British brothers come over here and just take all the roles. So, so did you did you feel like it, he did a good job, or was it warranted? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I, I I'll admit that I wasn't, you know, terribly familiar with you know all that Fred Hampton had done. So there wasn't an image in my head that of who he was or his likeness. So me coming in kind of brand new, it really wasn't, you know, it didn't strike up a difference. So I thought it was pretty cool that he he picked up weight to portray the role. Um, Daniel Kalua is a yeah. dude on the slimmer side. And Fred, yeah, and I was wondering if he really picked up weight or is if he put on like a, a suit or something like that. Um, oh no! It looked it looked like he he put the weight on because like his arms and everything was kind of big, especially when he was rocking a t shirt for the uh, that last act. So uh, no, I, I thought he I thought he did a pretty pretty good job. Uh, Fred Hampton's got like a it's kind of like a a gullah speech, you know how we kind of talk a little faster, and it's yeah. kind of choppy and uh, kind of like I had a heavier tongue, so. I thought Kalua did a great job trying to mimic the speech patterns and the tonality that Fred Hampton usually speaks with. So uh, props in for being that dedicated to the role and picking up weight and changing speech pattern. Because again, he's British. So you know he got a British accent. Uh, but you know, you he didn't you didn't pick that up. What about Lakeith Stanfield? I didn't I just I like the the person Lakeith Stanfield is and, and the type of Rosie he's trying to personify. How you feel about his acting? Because I always feel like his act, acting is kind of hard for him to disappear in a role, even though he's a brand new actor. Um, I, I think it goes back to um, the typecasting is like what we kind of see somebody in first, we kind of always associate with them. And with mm -hmm. him, the first thing that I saw him in was um, the show Atlanta. And he yeah, played a yeah. very he played a very very different cat in in, in that in that um, right. But um, as I said, it, I thought you know I thought he played well. He he was it was such a um, he was put in such a strange position because at first he was just you know fighting to stay free, and you know and and even though he had the 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 what he had to go through to obtain that freedom was crazy. Um, but you can, I mean, as I said, I, I, I thought it was played well by, by both of them, um, Lakeith and uh, another actor. So um, as far as from a, from a acting standpoint, I don't, I don't think there's any fault there. I think the story was really good though. You know, the story was really, was told really well. It was told from, um, multiple people's perspective. It was told. It was told from the, um, you know, the Black Panther Party's perspective. It was told from the FBI's perspective. It was told from um, Wild Bill's perspective. <laughs> from Wild Bill's perspective. I mean, it was. It was told from a lot of people. So, um, I mean, I thought the Let me story you. was really good. You know, we we know what we know what American history says about the Black Panthers. Um, we know what the film said about Black Panthers, right? But what, what do we say now after having seen that? Who do we say the Panthers are? Who are what's the, the impression that the culture should have after seeing this film? 
I think, I mean, I think the film was definitely more accurate because I don't, I don't think the, the film tried to hide anything. I, I think the film was, I mean, there's some parts that you agree with them about them. I mean, uh, you know, the going after the pigs thing, you know, that was, they didn't, they didn't shy away from that at all in the film or whatever, which is, you know, definitely something that, you know, is, 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 is a tough subject, but I mean, I don't, I don't think the film was trying to, to, to gloss over anything or to portray them in a, a light that's more rosier than, than what was accurate. So, um, so can I'm we a, say I'm that they, the they went after it? Can we? I'm saying, but what what are we saying? Like, do uh, we saw the film? We liked the film. Now, now, what we saying? Like, do we say something different about the Panthers? Because I still, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be like everybody else. It's like, oh, this is a good movie. I like the outfits, especially the hats. I like the cars. The music was awesome. I wish they had more sex scenes. You know, that's all I got. I'm trying to be like everybody else. Kill Whitey, Honkies, I'm mad, Rosewood. Yeah. Is that what most people feel about it? Is that what they feel in the comments? I can't see the comments yet. All right. Is anybody trying to do a deep dive or anything outside? Um, the- all right. I'll, I'll read some of the comments. Uh, Kendrell, I believe Daniel Kalua did an awesome job. And Keith Stanfield showed up also. The female that played Deborah Johnson almost stole the show. Almost didn't recognize her from uh, Project Power. Um, Zuber and B. If people are focused on the complex, on the complexion of the actors, they missed it and need to watch uh, *Tenant* with John David Washington. This movie sparked a great convo in my household, and Fred's complexion was not one of them. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Then we we did a deep dive. No, 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 I'm saying the same question that you posed to me. I want to pose them to you because I, oh, I'm Lord pretty Jesus. sure that you are here to share I don't have, I don't, your, I your, your, nope, your, your perspective of, of, of the film. So I didn't come with anything. I, I watched it. I tried my best to just watch. Like, oh, this, this is fun. And hopefully somebody else does a deep dive because, you know what I mean? 2021. Remember, remember I said back with the Tyler Perry news and I was like, yeah, we just, we just gonna, it's just gonna be positive from here on out. You feel me? So, you know what I mean? It was, did you hear that one song with the, the violin and stuff when he got out of jail when they got in the car? I think that was my favorite song the movie. When he finally got in jail and he saw the squad, I thought that was pretty moving. I was like, oh man, like he didn't know he had the kid, I thought she told him, but he didn't know. I was like, yo, that's crazy. So I feel like they humanized that. I guess I don't know who needed to see that, but that's not what the people showed up for, man. The people showed up for this show to this to this particular episode of the Data Be Eight Dollars podcast to hear be truthfully spit about what he thought of the movie. And so you got to give the people what they want. Uh, if we get six more likes, we'll do a deep dive with all the historicalizations because we got one like appreciate everybody coming in. But until we get six more likes, I'm leaving it at that. I wish I had one of those. Did you see the the stereo in the the car that the feds gave Wild Bill? Stop, you see man. it? Stop. No, I'm serious. Stop, I, I Stop, feel man. like it had a 
it had like a CD player in it. I was like, yo, is this a CD player? So as a plot, I was like, yo, this is like a plot hole. Like, did they put a CD? Yeah, hey, Drew, did you see the CD player in the so car? Kind of like the Starbucks cup in in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, wait, wait, what's what's going on? I'm like, what happened? Somebody gonna pull out a cell phone next, huh? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> come on, it's the '60s. And my dog got a CD player. Uh, Drew said it was too much stuff about socialism. I guess that's a bad. Is that a good or bad thing, Drew? You said too much. I don't know what that. What does that mean? Does that mean it was bad or good? Or, uh, again, guys, if we get six more likes, we have seven people watching. If we can get six likes. We ain't got to say nothing. You can put a frowny face, happy face. Uh, yeah, we got about 15 minutes left in the show. Anyway, so we, we can keep going. Did you like the red card that he tried to steal or the card that the Fed gave better? I'm not, yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna involve myself yeah, in this like trash and mockery. What what, what other notes did you have? I didn't take any notes. I didn't I can't prepare it to do nothing. No, you didn't, you didn't take any more notes. Um I just said, man. Come on, man. Participate, brother. I'm participating. I'm asking no, you're questions. Not. What am I? What what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Your your truth. I wore feelings. I wore black. I wore black. It's gonna be a cool costume for Halloween. Is anybody gonna wear the stuff Wild Bill wore for Halloween in honor of the movie? I got black leather jacket. I didn't wear it. Should I, should why, I would wild, why would Wild Bill be the the person that somebody wants to impersonate? Because, you know, technically he wore the uniform of the Panthers. I thought I did think it was pretty interesting that the filmmaker decided to leave Wild Bill in the prototypical, the iconic Black Panther uniform throughout the entire movie. Like, did you notice he never changed clothes? Except when he went to meet up with the, when he the went to meet yeah. yeah, yeah. But other than that, he was dressed in the iconic Panther gear. And nobody else was wearing the iconic Panther gear at any point in the film. Did you notice that? Maybe there was no iconic Panther gear. Oh, that, okay. There, oh, okay. Oh, you oh. almost got me to. You almost got me to say something. <laughs> you only got three likes. Still, I still only see three likes. All right, man. I guess don't nobody want to talk about that kind of stuff. Drew said that nah, man. Too much, so For real though, I didn't know he. We want to hear your. We want to hear your authentic. What do you? What do you think of it, man? Too much socialism means. What do you think that means? I don't get what that means. So somebody help me out. It did need a sex scene. Told you. I couldn't even see the comments. And Jarrell said that it needed a sex scene. So we should have saw Fred and Mrs. Johnson getting in there like 10, 12 times. Because, uh, you know, people had sex in the 60s and in the movement. We need people to, because, you know, black people like sex scenes in their movies. And you see, Oh, you already can't, believe can't, be, can't believe you're pulling this on all the days you pull listen, man, pulling this. Listen, listen, man. It ain't about that. Today is about love, brother. Love. Nah, today is about truth and, and authenticity. That's what today is about. Oh, that was a big argument getting... in the Malcolm and Marie movie. When you check that out, authenticity is going to be a, a major theme in that film. Look, man, nobody care, man. Nobody even listen. Hey, man, y'all go see the movie support. Black people making black movies. 
Lakeith Stanfield did a good job. I didn't see the Atlanta actor at all in the film. Like the the character he plays, he didn't do his like usual weird shtick. He didn't do that at all in the film. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I, I apologize yeah. to the to the to the listeners who who showed nobody up even cares who 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 came here to hear an honest um for the people in the film for the for the people in the future if you. Listen, man, don't want to hear no history stuff, man. People tired of that. People want to laugh, have sex, drink, be in love, dance. You know what I'm saying? And the movie didn't do a lot of that. I don't want people to be all sad on Valentine's Day. So maybe next week we can do a deep dive on the Panthers. And the, you know, maybe, you know, should we just go back to the- no time like the the present. We got Zendaya. Zendaya. Did you know her mom was white? No? Why <laughs> not? No. Is this a filibuster? This <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I don't want to do it anymore, man. I, I do think there was a lot of awesome stuff in the show that people can discuss about it, but somebody already said in the comments too much stuff about socialism. So I don't know what that means. He didn't clarify. So I'm, I'm gonna let it go. Uh, you guys should look up Fred. Jay Z was born the same day Fred Hampton died. Did wow. you know that? That no. One uh, thing I did not know. I did not know that Fred Hampton was only 21 years old. I didn't realize that he was. Oh, you know he was a accomplices. Not in. I did not know that. Hey man, the youth always lead the movements, brother. Yes. Uh, so, if you got any kids that are inching closer to that, that timeline, uh, there's also a companion film on Netflix called, uh, not companion, as in they were made together, but a companion in, in terms of what was happening in history at that time. They, uh, I think it was Bobby Seale in this court trial. That was also in Chicago. Let's see, Exuberant B said, I watched the movie because I wanted to see how they organized and noticed the power and growth of the movement came from Fred keeping his eyes on the prize. Yep, yep, that did happen. He went to jail and it got bigger. Uh, yeah, man, organize, organize, organize. Well, they, uh, I don't know that because when they, remember when, uh, while Bill met with the FBI, they were saying, they asked him, how is him being in prison affecting everything? And he said that membership is down and donations are down. So I don't know when you say they oh, got you mean, big, are you I talking about the national saying. or are you talking about just the um, no, Chicago No, when the, when the, uh, the Chicago chapter, when the fire happened, because, you know, Fred was only in the, the Chicago, the Illinois chapter. So yeah. when that fire happened after they... Uh, had that ill-advised shootout with the cops. You know, the, the community came because they saw how how nasty the cops were being. So I, I was just referring to that. Not that oh, okay. him going to jail made it get bigger. Um, Exuber B says, how do you think the movement stayed strong and what made it fall apart? Pleasure to got. I'm going to punt that one to you. Fourth and eight, punt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did the movement stay strong? Did the movement stay strong? 
because they dissolved um, in 77, so. Yeah, it, it dissolved in 77. That was about uh, eight or nine years after his assassination. Uh, yeah, it, it uh, fell to the, the same fate that a lot of movements fall to. Once the, 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 the figurehead is removed, people just stop. People just give up. Um, it's not that the leader doesn't tell you what to do. It's not that the leader doesn't share his vision. It's not that the leader doesn't leave a blueprint for how to get things done. Uh, I mean, sometimes that happens, but we can't say that it happened with Fred. Fred was very clear about what should be done in his absence. He was very clear, at least the movie depicted what should happen. I'm pretty sure the Black Panthers had a 10-point program that they wanted people to follow. If you guys are interested in that, you can Google it. But uh, yeah, Kendra answered the question. He said the movement fell apart because COINTELPRO did a good job. There you go. COINTELPRO killed it. So uh, there's that. Now we've got nine minutes left, man. Nine minutes left. Players got an appointment. So, uh, hey, man. Drew, what, what is the too much socialism stuff? What is that? He still never answered that. Maybe somebody can help. Um, Listen, guys, a million hands can do more than a million bucks. That, that's the premise of the entire movie. That's the premise of the Black Panther Party. Uh, I know they use the comrade thing as a way to refer to each other. I know any talk about socialism turns people off in America. Oh, Joe said it was a joke. I know it turns people off in America, but uh, as you saw, and get white, Latin, and black people to come together to try to make the community that they hope to have or wish to see around them. And I don't care who you are, what you do, what you're using, violent, nonviolent methods. Anytime you seek to change and to work for the good of the people in the community, you're going to be stopped. Uh, something happened at my house a couple nights ago. And I won't go into detail about it, but I was thinking, we was joking about other, the, the computer not working and how the they don't want you to do stuff. They don't they want you to get the message out. Yeah, yes. so um, I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like, yo, what was that? Was that really, you know, just a, a neighborhood ruffian, rap scallion? Or was that, you know, a bit more organized than just some kid? Because we've been here almost two years and we've not had that happen. So I can't blame on neighborhood ruffians and youths. So anyway, uh been a great show, man. Sorry for the technical issues, y'all. And uh, I'm, I'm working through some existential stuff here, trying to be more money-minded and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Be like the gang leaders in the movie. I feel like they they had more money than Black Panthers did. And that's a good thing. All movements need money. Now, let's see, Drugs. I like the part when Deborah Johnson's character said that he would get a lot more followers if he didn't patronize his potential recruits. I like the relationship with Rush Carnstein in another manner. That's right. Be nicer to people and you will get them to do things. I, just, I felt that like that she was saying. Uh, we talking about Judas next week. I'm coming with my question. Glad you got to be ready, bro. <laughs> she said she got questions, though. I mean, as I said, on this subject, they don't want to hear what I have to say. They want to hear what you have to say. 
So I mean, I listen, so man, you, you're gonna bring the historical context to this. I mean, if you want the OB, I, listen to OB episodes. They want the OB back. Yeah, they want them heroin traps. I think I think any of the episodes from June would, would answer any questions you have about how I feel about the movie. Uh, now I'm gonna focus on getting money. So I could be like the crowns. You don't even say it right. You don't even say it. That's not right. That's not. I'm nah, saying like a brokey. You can't say. You can't say it like you mad. You like getting money is something positive. You say I'm getting money. Like you get money. You can't say it mad. You know what I'm saying getting money is hey, a positive. Listen, it's the positive thing. I'm gonna do like JC did. Like I'm gonna like make a billion dollars then start helping. I'm saying stuff. No, you gotta check out that verse you had. I don't know if you have yet. I know Jay Z is one of the few rappers you you check out from time to time. I think you'll enjoy his uh his track with Nipsey Hussle called uh, "The Way yeah. It Feels." Yeah, I've heard. Oh, it. you already heard it? You heard yeah. it? Yeah. Um, dope, track, dope track. Dope track. Dope track. He was breaking the bars. But uh, all right, man. Thank thank God, players kept everything up and running, so we can have a whole episode to put up <laughs> for people to listen to later. But uh, once again, I apologize for B's uh, non-participation in the show. If you want to get anything done, <laughs> if, if the Black Panthers inspire you, go participate in an organization in your neighborhood. We've been saying the same thing for about eight months now. There's nowhere around it. Participate, participate, volunteer, volunteer. Uh, you don't have to die, but you can you can donate money like the crowns did you can donate guns uh, you don't have to donate guns you can donate stuffs like materials chairs furniture garbage cans any of that stuff helps but uh let's see he watched the movie twice he loved it it's a tragic ending of which Fred Hampton would have had more time to reach his full potential he was galvanizing he was like a member of the last poets with a rifle that's dope that's pretty deep and man he was cut down at 21 bro yeah, I think he started doing all this at what, 18, 19? So, anyway. Nice film, man. Hope the people love it. All right, y'all. Subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, sorry for the technical issues again. We'll try to, I think we just got to buy a new laptop, man. That's, I can't avoid it now at this point. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Hopefully, y'all chime in with us. And, uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Player, you got anything? God bless. Peace. Oh, how do I end this? What do I do here? This is different, y'all. Excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> this is really different. All right. All right, we're just going to have to just end the meeting. We're just end the meeting on Zoom. Uh, just, just cut it off. What man? Why are you laughing, dog? Don't leave me to meet mine. I'll call you later, dog. Bye.